It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610K on a Monday afternoon. The phone number 547-1610. You can get us via email at our website, 610K1A.com. The bottom line page. Just put down your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter as well at bottom line 610. Where, Ed? We'll just start off with our poll question for the day because the, uh, the governor, as you heard here live a little bit after 2 o'clock, was joined by four members of law enforcement, including the attorney general, and said that we're doing a, we're doing a, a good job, doing a good job in, in separating, but... But there are just still some pesky businesses out there that are non-essential that are staying open. And, and, and I need to remind you, I need to remind you that the orders that I put in place a couple weeks ago, well, they all carry penalties. And, and it could be up to a gross misdemeanor. So, so you need to call and report these non-essential businesses that are open to the attorney general so that we can follow up and we can tell them that they shouldn't be open to help us flatten the curve even further. And while that was that was all nice and great of the governor, he he should have said this when he put his orders out the first time that there is a potential penalty that goes along with this. I know we talked about it before the governor did. We mentioned that all of these orders carry a potential penalty that if there was law enforcement involved that you could get hit with a gross misdemeanor and potentially a fine. But the governor didn't mention that until today. And that could explain why there were a number of non-essential businesses that stayed open that figured, well, what's really going to happen? I mean, who's really going to – what's going to happen here? So our poll question for today is this, at Bottom Line 610 and at Kona 610 AM on Twitter. Governor Inslee's encouraging residents around the state to turn in any non-essential businesses in violation of his order to the attorney general. Would you turn in a local business that isn't in compliance? So let me, if I may, summarize the gist of Governor Inslee's news conference um, about an hour ago. The gist of it is we need to snitch on local businesses that are non-essential for not complying. Therefore, the number of COVID-19 cases is going up, and we need to flatten the curve. And we're going to do this in three layers. And we will have the backing of law enforcement. Number one. You dirty rat. Number one, we will issue warnings. Okay, non-essential business, we know that uh, your world is collapsing around you and uh, you aren't going to be able to make your payroll and all these other things, but you need to shut down your non-essential. Number two, if that doesn't work, then 
the state could revoke your business license. Third, those other two steps failing, you could be prosecuted, and as Rob mentioned, it's a gross misdemeanor. What we didn't hear the governor say in his news conference, although he was more than willing to parade himself on all the weekend uh, news talk shows, uh, teasing everyone that he is probably going to have to extend his um, his stay-at-home order because we're not flattening the curve enough because Washingtonians are just naughty and not listening to me. He did not today extend the order, but we all know it's coming. He's just dangling that out there to make everybody more on edge than they already are. Well, he needs something for tomorrow's press conference. Well, look, technically, it has not even been a week of this stay-at-home order. Wednesday will be the one-week mark. And he's already asking Washingtonians to snitch on local business. And we already know that he doesn't like local business anyway. I mean, that's abundantly clear. So now he's targeting local business, um, small, non-essential businesses. And, yeah, maybe they should be closed down. Okay? Maybe. But you still have people that are going to those stores. But he doesn't want to single those people out because things are going so well In King County, you know, the compliance is just, you know, people are just doing the right thing in King County. That's what he said. He went out of his way to to target a few counties that just aren't getting the message. Guess which two he, he, he had on his list? Benton and Franklin counties, where the rate of increase is now double digits from what it has been. Well, like any statistics, you can spin them however you want. But it should be noted that since yesterday to today, and this is actual data that I can cite, unlike the governor who follows data and science, that's what he says. I can cite, the key, according to King County Public Health, in their COVID-19 outbreak summary, That was updated a half hour ago from yesterday unto today in King County. They had 1,185 tests conducted. 1,014 were negative. 171 were positive. You know what percentage increase that is from day to day? Mm 13.3%. So why didn't he mention King County? Because they love him in King County. Well, but keep in mind, the population of King County is uh, about two and a quarter million people. Yeah, and, and that's and that's why using percentages yes. is is faulty data. I yes. mean, use raw numbers if you really want to. You know, the number of actual cases. So look, I'm I, I gotta tell you, I'm really irritated. 
I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to stay positive and open minded and everything, but this whole thing is 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 getting really irritating to me. And to think that I actually defended Governor Inslee for a day or two in the beginning of all this, he acted responsibly. But he's he's quickly gone downhill in my mind from that look he's he's got the powers to do whatever the heck he wants now people can fight him on it but if he wants to extend the stay at home order his his emergency order if he wants to extend it and all indications are he's going to past april 8 he could extend it a week two weeks, two months, indefinitely. And I'm not trying to be a scare tactic here, but that's the seriousness of, of this. Whatever, if it, our cases could be zero and we wouldn't be flattening the curve enough for this guy. Well, he needs, okay, I'm not going to stop. I'm, I'm going to stop before I get myself in trouble. I mean, you look in one day, King County had 171 positive tests. That's more than Benton and Franklin counties have combined up until this point. But he made it a point to say 15% in Franklin and 16% in Benton. Yeah. Where the populations are 90,000 and 198,000, respectively. Right. Not two, not over two and a quarter million. Right. So, yes, a little misleading, a little disingenuous. A lot. But I want to go back to the original point. The governor's job in these press conferences is to give information to people. It's to make sure that the people in the state of Washington understand exactly what it is he's doing and why he's doing it and what comes across with it. Up until today, he never mentioned that there were penalties associated with his orders. The media dug into it. Other people, law enforcement dug into it. County officials, local officials dug into it so that they could see exactly what was going on. But the governor never mentioned that there are repercussions that come with these orders if you violate them. Not until today. So if he would have informed when he laid these orders out that these do carry these potential penalties, I don't think this press conference today would have carried the same tone. Because how many businesses do you know of? They didn't know necessarily whether or not they were essential or non-essential based on the order that he put out last week. I lost track of how many phone calls I got from people in businesses that weren't sure exactly how it applied and what the penalty was because he didn't lay it out. All he said was, I'm putting this order in place. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's Rock from Pasco. Whatever happened to... Mr. Ensley wanted to have supreme power when uh, an emergency came up. Whatever happened to that? Well, what do you what do you mean? Well, remember, I, weren't they trying to pass something before all this hit? Where if there was a, an emergency, he gets oh. uh, complete control and gets to do basically whatever he wants. That would have that that was something very specific that would have allowed him to declare to declare a state of emergency over climate change. Yeah, that was just climate change. Yeah. And to date, although, you know, he hasn't found it in the data just yet, he can't link climate change to COVID-19. No. Give him time. 
But give him time. the legislature also didn't give him that power. So his state of emergency powers that reside in the Constitution and in the RCWs are still the same that they were before that cockamamie law wanted to be passed. Divorce is difficult. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610. If you would like to get involved in the program, just as this person patiently has been waiting on hold, thank you. What's your name? Where are you calling from today? Hey, guys. Donald Henry's Restaurant. How are you doing? Good, Don. What's the latest? Hey, um, the best thing businesses can do right now is they need to get on the SBA website, Small Business Administration, and apply for the loan that's out there. They got to get on that now. It's uh, I don't know if it, if they're going to run out of money. I don't think they are, but the faster you get that, the faster you've got a safety net to keep yourself up. Thanks for the heads up, Don. Appreciate it. And hope things are going all right for you. Well, right, we're hanging in there. Hey, excellent and wonderful food as well. If you haven't had a chance, Henry's is doing takeout. They're doing deliveries. Um, so get a hold of Henry's and find out how you can enjoy the wonderful food over there, practicing all of the precautions that we have been asked to precaution, or to practice and help a wonderful local eatery stay open and involved in our community. 547-1610 is the number, 509-547-1610. So I, um, I went to the website that uh, the governor and the attorney general uh, promoted uh, so you can snitch on local businesses. <laughs> Narc on your neighbor.com. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's what it says, okay? Um, type of business, business name, address, uh, and that's all required. Suspected violation. Suspected violation. And it's a pull, it's a drop-down, pull-down menu. And the options are a non-essential business is open. Business function performed that is non-essential. Restaurants serving dine-in. Essential business not following social distancing requirements. Large gathering or gatherings of people or eviction. It goes on. You can also uh, write up a, a description of uh, you know that an observation that you would like part of it. But guess what? The first two are the same thing. You don't have to put your name to it. Of course not. No, that's optional. So tell me how this is going to go. Well, wait. Let me let me let me save a few minutes. I'll tell you how it's going to go. You're going to have people either competition, disgruntled employee, ex employees, uh, just people who had a bad experience going and flooding this thing. And what's the you, you mean to tell me the AG's office is going to investigate every one of these claims? Doubtful. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? You're up. Okay. I give us a call back five four seven one six ten. We actually got a message on Twitter with our poll question, and All I'm right. not gonna I'm not gonna mention the name because of the the message, but the first line. This will be abused. My husband's company is working six days a week to manufacture and ship pop-up hospitals across the globe. His competitors that lost those bids will be the first to complain to A.G. Ferguson. 
I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I think, and then thank you very much. Let's go back to the phones. I, I think that that's going to happen. Oh yeah, competition. What's what's the best way to get you know to to face competition is to eliminate it. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? You're up. Yes, uh, I have a question for you. Okay, sure. go ahead. Uh, being that uh, a lot of people don't are getting the virus and they're not knowing exactly how they got it, uh, is it possible that this thing is airborne in any way? There have been just, well, there, there, yeah, there, it yeah. is airborne. Yeah, there. I just, mean, it's transferred from it's, from it's human trans- touch and, and yeah. Saliva and all that stuff. It's airborne. The questions that they have still have yet to determine are how long it's viable airborne. They have a range of how long it is viable via contact with different surfaces, with people. That's why they recommend the six-foot distancing because they believe that six feet is far enough away that if you happen to be in the vicinity with someone who has it, you will not contract it. Um, But... From from our understanding, and of course they obviously can't do every single case, but they try as many as they can, is that the health districts begin to investigate each case and try to investigate who the people have come in contact with, trying to determine what the circle was that spread or where they contacted it from, and then try and go from there. For example, on the Benton Franklin Health District page, they have a list that includes, basically, it just runs down like this. How many people acquired it in the community? And then there's a list of five long-term care facilities that are listed that have reported cases. So if you didn't get it from one of those places, they're calling it community required. You could have gotten it out and about somewhere. You could have gotten it maybe on the bus. You could have gotten it maybe at work. You could have gotten it at a party. Who knows where you could have gotten it. But those those are, are non-determined. The rest of them are focusing on the long-term care facilities where you've seen a number of cases all around the country in those particular in, in those type of facilities. Uh, of course, you know the, the epicenter over on the west side was at the life care center in Kirkland. So you know, is it airborne? Yes, it is. That's why they ask you to stay six feet away. But as far as how long it stays airborne, we've heard determinations everywhere from three minutes to three hours. So we don't know. But they're continuing to work on it, continuing to, to do the information. I mean, there are there are hospitals, research labs that currently have live strains of the virus that are doing tests, not just with drugs, but also finding what the stamina and stability of the virus is overall. So hopefully over the course of the next few weeks, We'll have more information to pinpoint a lot of those questions that people still have regarding how they can get this. Appreciate the call. 547-1610 is the number. You can email us by going to the website 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. We'll take this discussion further. And uh, where does this all lead to? Your thoughts and more after this.
Radio.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Also via email, 610-KONA.com, bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. On Twitter as well, at bottom line 610, where our poll question for today, and we'd love for you to take part in it, is earlier today, the governor's press conference, he said that if you see a business that is not following the orders. It's a non-essential business. He's encouraging residents to turn in any non-essential business in violation of his order to the Attorney General. Would you turn in a local business that isn't in compliance? At Bottom Line 610, at Kona 610 AM on Twitter, both of our pages, you can uh, take advantage of the poll question. Now, we did have a question off the air regarding gun stores. Here's the interesting thing. The governor did say that they're not essential. However, has anybody gone by one to see if they're closed? Because there has been this debate regarding them specifically that they are protected constitutionally. And that you can't shut them down because there is a federal protection in place regarding firearms. So we're going to do some digging, ask a few questions, and see if we can get an answer on that specifically to let you know whether or not the governor has the ability to legally shut them down. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. Your name, where are you calling from? My name is Wes, and I am passing through Kennewick right now. What's on your mind, Wes? Um, uh, this, this spacing, six-foot spacing, I just don't get why we can't have more businesses open if everybody can maintain this distance. Because I was at Home Depot this weekend. I'm not sure why that's essential. I'm glad it is. Um, but they maintain that. They, you know, I don't really remember if, if they were counting how many people were going into the store at the time. I went over to North 40, which I consider essential because a lot of people have animals. Uh, they limited the amount of people in the store. I, I just don't understand why we're shutting down so much businesses across the state when I when if you can maintain that six foot spacing, why why can't we work this out a little bit better? Well, part of the problem, Wes, comes in with some of them that have been specifically targeted, like restaurants and bars, because they have close seating arrangements and it's a place that you spend a significant amount of time where say Home Depot or Safeway or Walmart or whatever you go in, you're walking around constantly, you're looking for the things you want to buy. You're not sitting in one spot or staying in one spot for half hour, hour, two hours, three hours, which gives you the ability to contract the virus easier. Um, I mean, I was at Safeway over the weekend They've got blue tape marked off every six feet in the checkout lines for where you're supposed to stand while you're waiting to check out. They've got big plexiglass up in between you and the cashier so that if you're going to talk, you've got something blocking any potential transmission. You know, the Home Depot, same thing. So it, it seems to be mostly focused on places where you're going to spend more than just a certain period of time 
doing what you're doing. You're up in the bottom line, News Radio 610 KOA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, James and Kenwick. What's up, James? Yeah, the businesses that uh, have to close down, their taxes to the state and local government is still due in full and on time, right? Last time we checked. <laughs> okay, so you cannot collect money, but you sure have to give it. Well, and that's I mean it's one thing with the B and O is that it's it's based on what you what your business what your retail is, what you bring in. So if you're not bringing in a lot, you're not going to be paying a lot because it's a percentage of the business that you do. So if you're a retail business, you're not going to have much in the way of B and O tax to pay for the months of February, March and probably April. But if you're a supply business, and you're you you do business based on contract, and you're still able to operate. Well, you're you're going to be paying your regular B and O tax, but bars and restaurants are going to be paying a heck of a lot less. Though, <clears throat> pot shops will be paying the same amount because they were deemed essential. Pot shops are yeah, they were deemed essential. Oh, now I could get the medical aspect of it. yes, I could get the medical aspect yes. being 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 essential, yes. but, but I can't get the recreational aspect being essential. Well, I guess it depends on how you like to party, I guess. No, no. It depends on the, per, it depends on the percentage rate of the taxes that you pay. Which They're is the most, quite high, actually. For, yeah, it's the highest of any industry. They're the most essential fund. business in the state because of the tax revenue. No question there. Without even a doubt. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Email us too by going to the website six ten k o n a dot com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or comment. So as of right now, as of right now, gun stores have not been shut down. Okay. Again, you would have a constitutional argument on your hand, just like California's been challenged. Yes, they have. They have shut them down, and they are being challenged in court. It's another reason why Inslee um, is is uh, so graciously allowing us, me and Rob, to come into work every day, because media is essential. Why? Because it's a First Amendment issue. He doesn't want to get into he doesn't want to get into a constitutional scrap uh, over this. He wants to exert as much uh, as he possibly can. Um, well, within the boundaries of his executive order. Somebody has to translate his press conferences, so we have to be here. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? So this is Fred. I used to call myself from the Tri-Cities, but I had to close my business down. Uh, so this is Fred from Pasco. What's up, Fred? <laughs> hey, uh, this has a feel of the Holocaust. I don't know if it does to you or not, but I'm listening to this about you know, turning in local businesses and stuff, and I'm thinking, holy cow, it brings a, brings a historical reminder. But I want to challenge you a little bit on the high percentage of taxes. I think people who make craft spirits might argue with you. That uh, they might pay more than the marijuana businesses? It blows me away how much tax is on spirits, and they pay it up front before you buy it. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Five, and that's four, entirely possible. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five zero nine five four seven 
one six ten. We know if there is one industry that the state loves to tax higher than any other, it's anything that has to do with quote unquote sin. So anything that would fall in there, tobacco, alcohol, marijuana, they all get jacked up higher than anybody else. But, yeah, we have it confirmed that gun shops are still open as of right now. Um, They are still open as of right now, so they have not been closed. So if anything changes in that, we'll be sure to bring it on to you. But uh, gun shops are currently still open. A little bit uh, kind of a broader perspective. We touched on it a little bit earlier in the hour. Um that Governor Inslee went on uh, the Sunday talk show circuit because he likes doing that. Um, He liked doing that even before he ran for president, failed. Um, And that he hinted at probably going to have to extend that two-week shelter-at-home order. Um, The president extended all the way through April already. that's, That's right. And in a way, that kind of gave Inslee the open door uh, to do it. Now, keep in mind, uh, currently, the school closure goes until the 24th or 7th, somewhere close to the end of April. I could very well see that Inslee goes out to, you know, goes out an extra three weeks to the end of the month. Schools are extended out an extra week to the end of the month. Um, and you know, I have no inside information. It's just purely my speculation. But it's, a, it's an educated guess because, again, like you said, the president um, has said that, that he, he wants to see this not shut down, but the, just the whole shelter-at-home idea um, extended through the end of April. Now, it wasn't that long ago that he was saying that he wanted businesses up and open uh, and running by Easter, uh, which is mid uh, April. So he, he looks like he's abandoned that uh, notion and, you know, not, not uh, getting on his case or, or, was, or supporting him either. It was, it was something he was pushing. It was and now it's, and now it's a, it's a change. I mean, think, look, this is a fluid situation. And, and for the most part, I will give those people in charge a little bit of leeway because we haven't been through anything like this before. Most of us right. have, have never been through something like this. But I, I draw the line at idiocy, uh, which is right the line that the governor of Washington is straddling. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Columbia County. Um I was just wondering if the governor gave up his haircuts and personal services. Say that again. I was just wondering if the governor gave up his haircuts and personal services. Oh, of course not. oh, I. You know what? It's funny you should mention that. Appreciate the call. His hair was immaculate. Well, there there were some people on social media after watching on TVW the governor's address that noted that he had a pretty slick looking hair hairdo going, and and they were asking the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, but but he even said you can't even do it privately. No. Someone can't come to your house that, that, that does no. hair and do it because no. that's a violation. Well, and now there's a place where you can go to to snitch on him, too. That's right. Oh, thank goodness. We got an email from James in Richland said, my girlfriend and I were just talking about what the governor was talking about. Non-essential businesses being open during this COVID-19 pandemic. If a business owner wants to stay open, that's their right to their own mind. 
The issue is their gamble, and they'll pay the price. If a consumer wants to do business with them and walk into a business, that's in violation. That's their business, too. If My girlfriend and I saw a business that's not essential in operation. We both stated that's not our concern nor problem. In my opinion, why should the public tie up 911 dispatch for this issue and run our Leos to a problem that seems low on the priority list of crimes that happen daily? Let Leos discover this. If a person wants to narc, then more power to them for being a boy-girl scout. Business owners should be responsible and do what's right to protect themselves and the community. Besides, snitches get stitches. LOL. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny that the the emailer mentions that because I I I don't again I'm I'm surmising here because of the way uh, Inslee brought all these different law enforcement arms to his news conference and also um, the emphasis that he put on certain things and even the the um, the news release following it to kind of uh, illustrating what he's talking about. At every point, he the the point was reiterated that nine one one is not the place right to deal with this. So what that tells me is, in since Wednesday, since last Wednesday, nine one one has been flooded with people trying to tell on businesses and or gatherings. You know, if people are gathering more than ten of them, or right. you know, whatever. That that they were going to nine one one. So now you know they made us say they said this is not the way you do it. But here's a wonderful way. It's quick and easy. It's a it's a it's a beautifully constructed website that we'll link you to, and you can you can narc on people that way. Created with tax dollars, by the way. But here's the one that I want to see: twenty two kids playing football at Columbia Park. Yeah, you're really going to be able to investigate that. I saw 22 kids this Saturday at 3 o'clock playing football in Columbia Park, and they shouldn't have been there in violation of your order. Good luck running that one down. Good luck getting gross misdemeanors for 22 people you're never going to be able to track. Yeah, the individuals gathering in groups, that's, you know, and, and we've talked to local law enforcement that, um, you know, I think it was Aaron Clem came yeah. on. Yeah, uh, last week. L- Lieutenant Clem came on and said, that they are not going to be issuing tickets. They're going to be educating people. They are going to be issuing warnings saying, hey, you know, break this up. We don't, you know, we've got this this order. And, and you know, not to make light of it, but they, they weren't out. He gave the impression that local law enforcement was not in the business of writing people up for doing this. It was more of, hey, let's move it along. Let's knock this off. You know, I don't want to do this and, and blah, blah, blah. This attack on businesses, however, is just that. It's an attack. And I just, I, I I would love in a week from now to get my hands on statistics from that website of how many of the different kinds of businesses, where they are located. Do you honestly believe that people in eastern Washington are going to do this? Not as much as on the west side. 547-1610-509-547-1610. Email us by going to the website 610kona.com. He's Rob, I'm Ed. The bottom line, more next.